Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, John Holcomb joins us, followed by Dusty Dvorak. A lot to discuss in the college basketball world as well as the National Football League. It is Super Bowl week. And we officially made that transition off the Pro Bowl yesterday. You guys watch any Pro Bowl coverage? Nope. <laughs> Not one minute. I watched a yeah, little bit the while I was eating seven lunch. Wasn't doing it for you? No. None of it was at all. I don't think I've watched the last Pro Bowl I watched, I think, is when Sean Taylor smoked that Bills punter. And I think that's probably the last time that I remember anything Pro Bowl related. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't even know if it was good when I was a kid watching it. I enjoyed watching it when I was young, but it may not have been good then, right? It might have just been the fact that, like, we didn't have tons of access the way that we do now, and just seeing all those big football stars together at the same time was was really cool. And look, if you like it and you watch it, that's great. That's great. I'm not here to judge, but you guys know I watch a ton of nonsense. So that's that's great. The only highlights I saw, excuse me, were of the what is that? The quarterback skills competition where they were throwing. Yeah, because Baker Mayfield had the high score, and then I did have to chuckle that. Dan Which or- give me all those right? Like I'm in on the the old like quarterback club yes. competition. Yes. If we could bring that back, the long throw, I'm all for it. Put some blue chalk on the end of a football. Let him throw right. it at some targets. Hitting, hit some moving targets. I did laugh, though, that when all the quarterbacks were done going through that, Dan Orlovsky from ESPN took his chance, and he hasn't played in several years, and he had the high score of all the quarterbacks that had gone through <laughs> that. Yeah. That probably just shows you the care factor, right? Uh, yes. And if those guys like it and have fun, then more power to them. I. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ne- it's n- never really been a thing for me. We had it on yesterday because my son is playing flag football this spring, and he wanted to watch the NFL players play flag football. So we were watching it. Again, the game part is, I mean, it's it doesn't really move the needle at all. But I thought the more fun part was like the relay obstacle course that they did and the tug of war, like the actual games element of it to me is way more fun than the football element. Ah, throwing it back to the battle of the network all-stars, huh? Yeah, man. Like they, they had a whole bunch of guys from different like linemen and, and different positions that were, you know, racing, jumping over things and crawling under things and, you know, having to push sleds. And that part of it was, was terrific. Yeah, I might watch that if they, tug of war was was terrific. But if the they decide to do that next elements, year, I'll and, I'll watch that over a flag football game. Yeah, the flag football element is, I mean, it's just it is what it is. Right? Yeah, there are just certain things that are on, and again, if you like it, that's fine. But I, I mean, I can think off the top of my off the top of my head of things that interest a lot of people that I just have no interest whatsoever. Pro Bowl. Uh, NHL skills competition stuff, like, nah. I mean, I would rather watch, this is just because I think I have more of a draw to this as a as a young kid, which is the dunk contest and three-point shooting contest. Like, I'll watch those way more than I'll actually watch all-star game for the NBA. And it's it's shifted. Now, back in the day, when I was NBA P1, 
you know, tuned in all the time. You know, back when basketball was good, Colby. Yeah. Um, mainly when it was on NBC, I I would probably watch All Star Game quite a bit, but it's it's shifted now. I'll I'll watch a Saturday night on the dunk contest and three point contest, and that's not for everyone. That's been destroyed throughout media conversations. But yeah, it's like the Little League World Series. I have no use for that. Don't want to watch it. Never interested in it. Yeah, it doesn't do. Don't anything. understand it. Why it's a thing at all. But if you like it, good for you. I I'm guilty of watching NBA Saturday night almost every year, and most years I think I'm massively disappointed with the dunk contest. And and every once in a while you get a big surprise. Three point contest has probably become I think the more entertaining event of the two, like consistently. But yeah, I mean I I I'm with you. I think on that overall, I I watch, but it's not. It's not something that I'm on the edge of my seat for necessarily. And yesterday, like the Pro Bowl itself, again, the the flag football game, nothing. Just like I I could really care less. Just make just just do the the games and that's it. Just have a two hour box of of them competing in, you know, relay race obstacle courses and tug-of-wars and dodgeball games, and that would blow away, I think, any sort of, like, trying to have them do some sort of football. I'd rather watch them on Family Feud, if I'm just being honest. (laughs) I I would be in on that as well. I would love a NFL version of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader or something to go along, (laughs) just just to see. And a lot of it is not because, like, oh, they're dumb. No, because there's some genuinely funny moments that happen. Great personalities. uh, Yes, let them shine on the personality front a little bit more because you never know how many potential absolute stars did we miss out on because we just weren't advanced enough yet in the, in the technology to provide these guys with platforms like they have now. I mean, we could have missed out. You, you mean to tell me that you wouldn't have listened to a, a podcast with Lawrence Taylor like, come on, man. You wouldn't have listened to some of those guys that played in the in the late 80s, early 90s from the NBA. I think now about yeah. how outrageous that some of the stuff that you see from Kevin Garnett is. But, I mean, maybe we had a different version of New Heights with guys that get along with each other that we just we, we'd have no complete understanding that they didn't have a platform to show off their personality. Yeah. As I was watching the the games yesterday, and and again, it, you know, the obstacle course, tug of war, all that stuff. I I just had the thought, like, if you just made some sort of American Gladiators like competition for the Pro Bowl, and obviously you could limit it to where you know they're not doing exactly the same things to limit injuries, because that that's the first thing that's going to get shut down, right? Is is anybody having a, a giant opportunity to get really hurt? But but if you could figure out American Gladiator type games for all these guys to play, who wouldn't watch that? I I think it'd be fun for them just to be like, hey, we've got a uh, NFL Pro Bowl on the hardwood. Let them play a basketball game. Be hilarious. And you might be shocked at just how good some of them really are. Like I'll be damned. It would be better than golf. It would be way better than golf. <laughs> That's for sure. Way better than golf. 
Which I watched a little golf over the weekend. Ah, a little live. I saw live, yeah. Because with, uh, I watched Neiman. some live myself. Neiman dropping the putt. There I was flipping through the channels and thought, you know what? I'm going to turn over on the C dub and see what this crazy live thing is all about, right? Watch some of it. And yeah. then, uh, Wyndham Clark getting the W at Pebble. I was laughing hysterically at the weather conditions at Pebble on Sunday. <laughs> uh, the surf just splashing all over oh, yeah. 18. Hysterical. Which got me thinking yesterday, we have to start considering our golf punishments. We're getting closer. 2024. We are getting closer. Uh, live at some point in time is going to get John Rom correct, I think, because not only on a previous telecast did they mess up on his name, uh, but this weekend, the entire weekend, anytime that he would do something on the golf course, they were tagging the wrong, wrong John Rom in on tweets. They weren't even getting the right John Rom. <laughs> oh no way! It's like, come on, guys. I mean, if you're gonna pay three hundred million for someone. Did you guys see what the uh, latest they rumors? They probably had to fire the staffer that would be in charge of double-checking Twitter accounts to afford to bring him over. Yeah, that's okay. true. They have endless supply of financing. Did you see what the uh, latest rumor is? Uh, I don't think so. That maybe, uh, maybe Victor Hovland is closer than what some tend to think. <laughs> Can you imagine? If they get Vic, too? Well, I know that there was, uh, I, I think, I saw like a clickbait type article yesterday that basically said like Ricky Fowler is somewhat upset at Rory for basically doing a 180 on his live stance. And could that mean that Rory is on the way? Oh, would that be the most awesome heel turn ever? <laughs> I mean that that is bash at the beach esque, Andre the Giant, third man esque. I mean that might put bash at the beach to shame. Like give me the way a, that Rory was carrying that torch for over a year. Give me like a two month long build up with a couple of the live guys talking about oh, you guys want a war? <laughs> We're gonna give you a war. Just make it all like. A silhouette of a golf player with a like a black silhouette with a white question mark in the middle. I'm like, guess who's coming? Next thing you know, Rory it's, it's sinks Rory. his final putt on 18 at the Masters, and then rips off his shirt, and there's a black live shirt underneath. Yes, or he's already got a certain team. Maybe it's a yard goat shirt, or whatever John Rom's team is, like Legion 13 something. I don't know. <laughs> That would be the biggest heel turn in sports history. Yeah. Without question. I'm not going to lie. I might be intrigued by that. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about it. But I'm 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 here to find out, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I I watched probably I definitely watched more golf this weekend than I did of anything else on Sunday. Yesterday was finally, please don't shame me. Yesterday was finally take down Christmas decorations day in the Good house. Good for you. <laughs> you made it to February. 
Do you that know? Is impressive. Do you know I got so tired of it? I was just like, I'm doing all this by myself. I I'd had enough. That is spectacular. What are you doing? I'm taking down the Christmas stuff. Why? Because I'm tired of it. <laughs> I think it's exactly how that went. <laughs> well, I told you several weeks ago, the only reason ours was taken down when it was, because the baby has so much stuff that it just, it it wasn't doable anymore. Our Our house was not functional in any way. Yeah, I completely get that. I, I think it dawned on me last week as I was uh, I realized that I was continuing to make the same trip around the edge of the tree every day to turn it on and off <laughs> to celebrate the lights. I was like, what are we still doing this for? That little foot clicker thing that's right there on it? Like, click, click, and turn it on? I'm like, this, it's February. What are we, what's happening? Why? There is no irritation greater than the fact that for two weeks in January, I'm reaching over to the hand clicker that, like, is is there so that you don't have to, like, get all the way under the tree. But, of course, like, it's not access enough to where I don't have to in some way scrape my arm on the stupid itchy branch every single time. Like, why am I doing this every day? Turning no. this damn tree on. Christmas is over. And it just annoys me every time that branch scrapes on my arm. Don't think for a minute, though, that when the Niners lose on Sunday that I'm like, see, if I had just left the tree up, they would have ended up winning because I'll be that dummy. Like, well, you know, they made this run while the tree was up, so I'll, I'll definitely be that idiot. Have they lost since the tree was up? <laughs> uh, yes, they have. They lost Christmas night. So. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. To yeah. the Rams, right? Yep. Okay. I was about to say we might be in. You might be in Christmas tree mode. Tonight. Oh, dude, I'm in. I'm in every <laughs> Put mode. That bad boy, back up. Every statistic that you can think of, like the Niners are undefeated when Brock Purdy scores 20 points, and then I'll read another one that's like, you know, in this lunar phase of the moon, the Chiefs only have one loss, like in the last six years, and it's going to be this phase of the moon coming up on Sunday. I'm like, geez, Ugh, it's only Monday. <laughs> I think we're going to do one of those food stadiums. Oh, seen are you? Yeah. Where they like make a stadium out of out of all your all the food that you make. Okay. Yeah, I think we're going like to make a it. food stadium on Sunday. I have I just made the executive decision that uh we'll be purchasing something. Okay. I'm not putting That's... in any effort. Well, we might purchase things as well. It's just going to go into a food stadium. I think we'll just do a nice little uh, McAllister's tray and be done with it. There you go. And nothing wrong with that at all. Short, sweet, and to the point. I, I'm big Super Bowl guy, so we're, oh, we're going it. all out. Yeah, I, I love it, but it, it hits different, though. Yeah. It's just it's the last time, right? The last time we're doing this for months. So. Yeah, but I, I will not be good on the lead-up to the Super Bowl. And I, I feel like I probably need to do something to distract myself. And it might actually be more beneficial to me. But um, then when I start thinking about it is I don't. <laughs> the last thing I want is like the, I don't know, potato salad to have tears in it. Me already thinking ahead to the yeah. ultimate demise that's happening on Sunday. Well, just like we established in the first segment, I don't know the feeling of, of getting something done before it's due. 
I also can't recall the feeling of, of the countdown to Super Bowl Sunday with my team involved. So Well, I almost tweeted out last night. It was like exactly one week from tonight, I will be crying. Will they be happy <laughs> tears or will they be sad tears? Stay there tuned. will be tears. There is going to be tears. We had that conversation this weekend, my wife. Are you going to cry next weekend? Yeah. You got a problem with it? <laughs> Yeah, do what you need to do to prepare yeah, now uh-huh. because this is happening. Yes. That sounds with like a, you. if you have a problem with that, it really sounds like a you problem. You leave me out of this. <laughs> oh, man. This one this one has extra oomph with the Vegas aspect. and Oh, it does, doesn't it? Isn't it? I think just the, the, the Taylor Swift element and the matchup itself. Like, I just feel like there's already – it's only Monday – and I feel like there's so much more oomph to this Super Bowl. I think that Vegas, oddly enough, has a lot to do with that. Because I, 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 I have I a feeling that this, the stadium and Vegas itself is going to be more on a rotation now. I, for years, the rotation has essentially been Arizona, Miami, New Orleans. And now that L.A. has the new stadium, it's going to be there a lot. You've had one Super Bowl in Frisco at Levi's. You've had one Super Bowl in Dallas. Minnesota gets one. Basically, if you build a new stadium, you get a Super Bowl. I guess Atlanta's in the rotation, too. But I feel like that Vegas has just entered the chat in terms of, hey, don't forget about us. Because I I don't think the NFL is going to let this fail in Vegas. It's, it's well, too they just, much. They have the infrastructure to do it bigger and better than anybody else yes. possibly could. And it's too high profile. You don't, you don't go to Vegas and, and you know, go on the cheap. Now, the stadium itself is probably the smallest stadium that will host the Super Bowl because I think that thing only seats like 68. But that also makes it a more coveted ticket. If I, I'll tell you this right now. If tickets were $2,000 cheaper, your boy. <laughs> May end up costing me, you know, a relationship. But <laughs> <laughs> if they were two thousand cheaper, it it would be awfully tempting. Because I, I mean, would drive there's always couples therapy after, right? Well, you got to have two willing participants in that. <laughs> you have the rest of your life to work on that part. Uh huh. The Niners may never make it back. That's right. That's right. Try to go back and, and tell, let's see, that would have been the 90, so tell 14-year-old Jeremy the last time that they, that they won that, hey, don't you worry, we'll see you again with another championship potentially when you're 43. I would have told you you're insane. Yeah, you just, you just never know. And I, there's, you know, outside of just setting, I, there's a lot more at stake to the the incessant need to compare Kansas City and their run and Pat to to Tom and Andy to Bill that whole side of it this seems like I don't know how you guys feel but doesn't Kyle and his run in San Francisco doesn't it feel like a whole hell of a lot like Andy's run in Philadelphia right now all those trips to the to the championship game making a couple of Super Bowls and then ultimately not being able to win. 
I mean, there's a outside of even the Brock Purdy argument, which don't even get me started on that because people are insane. But I, I, there's a ton of pressure on on Kyle. I think there's a ton of pressure on the Niners organization in general with their chips pushed all the way in on everything. This one is one of the more compelling ones, not just because my team's there that I can remember in the last several years. Yeah, I I agree, and it's big brands, right? I mean, massive similar, brands, similar to college football. Like when you get two of the bigger brands in the sport matching up, it's just going to get more traction. And if this were, you know, like the Panthers and the Broncos, for example, it's you're not getting the same traction as if it's you know two of the the bigger brands like this. And as much as I want to sit here and think that Andy is cemented in a certain way in the league, which he is, like he could still lose and he's still going to be a Hall of Famer and everything else, but a third, and maybe I'm wrong on this, a third title seems to hit a little bit differently than, say, your second. I think third puts you in dynasty conversation. Third kind of puts you in... Oh, now we're having conversations about you with the Walshes of the world, correct? Yeah. We're having conversations with yeah. you with the Belichick and the list of other Joe Gibbs as well and his championships. I mean, it's not just for Andy. I think it's for Mahomes and Mahomes the Chiefs organization as well? in general. Like, getting that third one in this stretch, yeah. Like, I, I, I just think that takes it to a completely different stratosphere. And it also kind of, the timeline of it makes you question as much as I hate the questioning of you know the next Brady or the Patriots you know Tom they won he won his first Super Bowl in 01 and then won his last one in 21 what year is this for Mahomes are we gonna have they're not gonna have 20 years of Mahomes and Reed together right there's no way no there's no way no I mean there's speculation that Andy might retire this offseason. Yes, there is. <laughs> Much less 20 more, or I guess it would be, what, 14 more years to make it 20? Because Mahomes has been there for six. And I know, like, well, he didn't win the last one with Belichick, but it's still they still spent 19 years together. Are they going to have 19 years? There, there's so much that can happen between now and then, and there's so much that can happen between now and, like, 29. You know, six more years down the road or five more years. Like, I, I don't know, but three three elevates you to a level that it's almost undeniable. And I would also say whether people right now will admit that this will happen or not, if, if, if they lose, there's going to be a massive conversation around, and I hate, we, we both hate this conversation, but you mean that in this stretch they've been to six AFC championships? Yeah. And now four Super Bowls, and they've got a grand total of two titles. Which sucks. It's There's going to be that element if they if they lose, right? I know. And it's the same, as much as that argument drives me nuts, the same argument will still be there even with Purdy if he wins a championship. Because if you think that that just ends the argument over Brock Purdy, you're out of your mind. That is a that is an omnipresent conversation that will happen about Brock Purdy, win or lose. Unless Brock Purdy were to just be superhuman in the game itself, right? Where he I don't even think that matters, man, because you'll still have you'll still have dudes that are out there like Cam Newton, right, with his comments on it. And it will still be more about, well, of course you inserted him in, here into this. 
and he was able to take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, if he, like, threw for 350 and ran for another, like, 80 and had three touchdown throws and two touchdown rushes or something like that, then that probably, for the majority of people, would would supersede that conversation. But, yes, him just winning and playing, like, a good game. Yes, that's right. It, it will still generate a ton of the conversation that you're talking about. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, it will. It's not. It's not going anywhere. All right, we've got to take a timeout. I'm Colby Daniels. That is Jeremy Poplin, Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. This is the Blitz 1170, and we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.